We are back. Season four of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Tyler, and along with me are two other hosts and a producer. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we like to showcase breweries, their beers, and conclude every episode with a thematic-ish conversation. If you're a casual listener or a seasoned vet, you know what to expect. Producers continue to change throughout episodes, but the same old connoisseurs will continue to provide top-tier content. Please feel free to listen to all of our previous episodes and producer specials to get an insight into all the breweries and beers we've mostly enjoyed. And whether you're new or returning, we are pleased to be your favorite craft beer podcast. Follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at craftbeerconsoers. Also drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Brett, and along with us today is the first producer that we've ever brought back. Repeat. Yes. I don't know. But if, it's not Pete. Yeah, I don't know if none of them were available, or just he did so good at his job that we had to bring him back. Well, there's a reason why. Yes, there is. Uh, so producer Chad is back. Um, I'll clap for Chad. Yeah. This is the first time he's actually sitting with us because the last time he's with us, he was uh, this, there, and everywhere. He was all over the place. So uh, it's good got, that we can see got him a sitting down in. today. Got yes, a he did. For sure. We closed all those rings. <laughs> yeah. Um, so not only do we have Chad, but we actually are going to be doing a brewery today. Yes, we are. So in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Forked River Brewing Company out of London, Ontario. Yes. I think we both uh, know this one uh, quite well. Quite well. Yes. Uh, so we're going to be having two of their beers. The first one is Rips, uh, Riptide. There you go. Me, which is an American pale ale. And the second being Flashback, which is a wheat beer with yeah. rhubarb. Okay. Um, yeah. So then we're going to round out the episode. We're actually going to be spending a little bit of time talking about our favorite Chad moments. All right. Forked River is located at 45 Pacific Court Unit 4 in London, Ontario, um, just off of Clark Road, smack dab in the middle between Oxford and Dundas. Yep. If you, if you look at uh, Google Maps, it's kind of halfway between Oxford, Dundas, yeah. off of Clark Road. It's a little bippity boppity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's, just, a, there's a bus stop, like there's, right there's on Clark Road and Pacific Court that you can just get off of. Yeah. Now, uh, this location was actually opened back in the spring of 2013. Yes. So, it's been around a while. Yeah, 10 years plus. Yeah. Um, and they expanded since, you know, including a larger event space. And we'll, we'll kind of get into that a little bit more. They have more tab lines, and then they have a kind of a better ability to bring in more live music because of this ex- expansion. Um, and they also have some nice food. Mm-hmm. You like food? I do enjoy food, yes. Um, and they've also brought in Kyle's fried chicken, et cetera, into the facility. So yeah, that's exactly. food. Yeah, that's fried chicken almost. Mm-hmm. I like fried chicken. I, I also do like fried chicken. I did not have it uh, uh, when I was there, but uh, I've heard good things about it so far. Oh, Kyle's fried chicken? Yeah. There you go. Yep. Exactly. Shameless plug for uh, right? Kyle's exactly. there fried you go. Yes. chicken. Kyle's fried yes. chicken. So Forked River is owned by two biologists and an engineer. Right. What a combination. Right, exactly. So Dave Reed, Andrew Peters, and Steve Nazarin. Uh, so they kind of connected through a regional homebrewing club. Who could have thought, you know, three guys, homebrewing, decided to make Burn. it happen. Uh, yeah. So in 2012, some of their companies were kind of completing restructuring, but they were looking for ways to keep their young families in London. Okay. So hence, yep. uh, you know, obviously they went through the legalities and all that mm-hmm, fun, fun mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but Fork River was born into what it is today. Right. We'll talk about that for sure. Exactly. Um, Fork River's beer is dedicated to making and delivering consistent flavorful brews, uh, which hopefully we'll be experiencing. I would like to hope so. I think we've had a couple from uh, Fork I, River. I believe we have, yes. <laughs> um, and they use all natural quality ingredients, which we see from a lot of different breweries. 
Um, so it's good to see the the natural. Yes. Quality. So inside the tap room, the real wood picnic table seating is accentuated by the oak barrels stored at the back. It's actually a lovely kind of uh, setup they got going on there when you walk in. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, functional. Very yeah, functional. Exactly. And then obviously they got the L-shaped bar with the ever-changing tap list, and then they have all their to-goes and other things on the other side. Um, so it does. It definitely makes it a staple to go to at the east end of London. And have we been to the East End of London before? I was going to say, if you're out in the East End. But (laughs) no, to your point, though, the functioning uh, kind of like space, it it works well. Yes, Um, it does. As I said, I've been there a couple times before. Um, But yeah, it is nice how they kind of have the to-go stuff kind of separated out. And then the outdoor area as well. Yeah, they got a little bit of an outdoor area there as well. They do throw some picnic tables outside. So that that is kind of nice. Yes. Um, So obviously, as we mentioned, uh, you've been there. I've been there. Producer Chad. Has also been there. Chris has also been there. Chris has been there. I will speak for Chris. Uh, everybody, I've been there every, with Chris. I, everybody has been there. Every, everybody and then some. Yes. So, uh, so on top, they have created 127 beers with an average rating of 3.62 out of 5. Myself, I've had 24 of those. Nice. So not a bad uh, no, percentage. It's good. The highest rated being a 5, which is one of my high, you know, fives in a while, right? <laughs> For highest you, have, you have slowed down on the fives. Yes, I'm, yes. I'm starting to. Think My criteria that. has changed. Perhaps. Either that or the peer pressure's got you. I uh, know. Um, so the, <laughs> the five that I had from Fork River was the Four Fork Shake. It was a strawberry daiquiri 2020 edition. So it was one of the ones I actually Ooh. picked up uh, yeah. when you know lockdowns and things were in. So I swung in there and got one it's, of those. It sounds good. I think I got a couple of those actually because, um, yeah, highly rated beer. Good. Just tell you that. Uh, do you want to take uh, Chris? Yeah, I'll, I'll do Chris and mine, and then you can do Chad's after. Chris has had 26. Um, he, he has one. Uh, the highest rated was a 4.75. Uh, not a 5, uh, but that's typical for most Some of us. Some would say 0.25 off of 5. Some would. Um, and it was the Forked Monk's Folly, a Belgian-style stout aged in wine barrels, uh, which was a collab with Folly Brew Pub in Toronto. All right. Uh, for myself, 16 check-ins, the highest rated uh, being the OG. OG version. The yes. OG yes. version of the Fred Savage uh, back in 2019 with a rating of 4.5, which I think I actually had that one in a taster, if I'm uh, uh, you, I believe, in, according to uh, research that um, we've completed, had that at the London Brewing Co-op Festival in yes. 2019. What a time. Yes, it was a great time. I still have um, reminiscence of that. In my garage. There's some memories there. Yes, there is, for sure. We'll put a pin in that. Yes, I think so. All right. Anyway, uh, so uh, producer Chad has an 18 in, with the highest rate of being 4.5, also being the Fork uh, Monk's Folly. Very good. Now, as we discussed, the space is functional, and that function does lead uh, to lots of events at Fork River. Um, they do a Thirsty Thursday which uh, includes trivia, vinyl trades, and open mics, which is scary because I don't know if you should ever go there on a thirsty Thursday, Brett. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, I have an open mic right now. <sighs> we we could shut it down pretty quick if we got some post-editing. Guess what? <laughs> we bring some vinyl. Yeah, I got vinyls. I Actually, I, I just packed them. Yeah, you there know? you go. Just packed them up. Um, yeah, so they do that. They also do Fork and Fridays, which includes uh, different brands and a burlesque show. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do Saturday? Yeah, Saturday specials, you know, some live comedy. Uh, it's more so what I'd be there for, right? Yeah, um, basically, uh, I thought that was your open mic. That's true. Hey. I'm the best stand-up comic setting down. Anyway, um, and some live music, and then acoustic afternoon Sundays with usually a food truck pop-up that happens to be there. I like that vibe, especially where it is, too, if you get some little outdoor space going, you know, a little summer patio. I know we're just beyond that now. Uh, It's starting to cool off, but 
Uh, not bad. It's quite warm today, though. It is a little warm today, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, at the time of uh, this recording, there's 20 different styles of beers available for purchase, including staples like Riptide, Interstellar IPA, the Loco, which is a collab with Logan Couture of the San Jose Sharks, uh, and to one-offs such as a bourbon-aged sour stout and a New Zealand IPA with lactose. So lots of different options that you would uh, have either uh, buying it online or going into the taproom. True. Chad likes his lactose. He does. Fun fact. He also likes New Zealand, I've heard. <laughs> the New Zealand IPA with lactose. Yes. Wow, what a combo. This is this this is an episode written oh, yeah. for Chad. I think so. I must. It just makes sense. Um, speaking about Chad, he owes us $15 because uh, flat rate shipping across Ontario for Fort uh, River. Yeah, where's that $15? <laughs> I'm kidding. I was the one who went, <laughs> was able to go and pick them up. Anyway, uh, so the taproom hours, because I went during some of these hours. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, 12 to 6. I would have, might have been there on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Okay. Um, Thursday to Saturday. Always working. Always <laughs> It was during my vacation week. Yeah, sure was. Uh, Thursday to Saturday from 12 to 9 and Sunday from 12 till 5. Very good. Now we're going to link to their information on our social media. And we should probably, uh, you know, have the first beer for Chad. For Chad. I think so. A uh, big shout out and thank you to uh, Kelly from Fort River. Um, yeah, thanks, Kelly. Yes, she uh, was able to graciously provide us with some beers. Uh, and also the hospitality that she showed to everybody who walked in there. She was asking people's first names. She was getting my daughter coloring books. It oh, was my quite goodness. The, quite the spiel. Kelly didn't good. do that she, when I was there. Uh, she did a great job. So was, I wish was, I had a coloring book. Well, you know what? I can get you a coloring book if you want me to. Nah. No? You, you don't have want to hook up with Kelly now? I don't know. I guess uh, next time you can go in, we'll get you a coloring book <laughs> and some crayons. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. Um, so the first beer we're having is Riptide, which is Riptide. listed as an American pale ale. Now, here's the thing. What's on the un, thing? On Untapped, a little different than what's in the, on the can. Okay. So on Untapped, it is listed at 5.7 ABV and Ooh. 40 IBUs. Okay. But on the can, 5.7 ABV and 38 IBUs. Oh, oh no. Don't worry, Things Peter. have changed since the first brew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess just... I mean, it should infor- be a t- terribly amount of difference, obviously. Yeah, information's just not updated there yeah, exactly, on right. Untapped then. So I'm thinking so, yeah. We got to get that done. Mm-hmm. So we get on that. All right, so this beer is a pale ale with a twist of rye. Riptide is made of, um, you know, really for the beer drinker uh, that likes big flavor. So not maybe like a traditional pale ale that we see, and, and that's where the, the rye aspects can come in. The bold hop flavors blends well with the addition of the rye, which leads to a creamy mouthful or mouthfeel and slightly spicy finish, um, which is going to be kind of interesting. Yes. Um, hop forward, yet well-balanced beer. I guess we'll Again, find out I mentioned about that. Uh, last episode, another one of those hybrid beers, if you will, right? Very hybrid. Yes, anyway. So you can follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons and on Tapped Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Go ahead, do it right now, please. <laughs> Thank you. The rating for Riptide is 3.49 out of 5 and over 4,900 check ins. We have had 48 of our friends on Untapped check it in with an average rating of 3.58, so a little bit higher than the average uh, overall rating. And there's been 66 5 out of 5s. This might be. So far, I think since we've been doing this, the most amount of friends that have had a beer. That would be correct, yes, because we've had a lot of breweries that have kind of just came to the scene, right? So Came to the scene, just with some of the beers that they've had, just, <laughs> yeah, 48 friends. That's, four, that's right. a lot of friends. <laughs> Man, if I had that many friends in my personal life, I'd be a happy guy. Hey, your wedding would have cost more. <laughs> <laughs> we would have done a lottery system. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. So, let's grab our can. Let's 
I'm going to oil up that chair. Yes, yes. Grab our can and grab our glass and let's open her up. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, do you want to see what kind of glass we're drinking out of or do you want me to? You go ahead. I got to pour. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're just drinking out of a normal pint glass today. So just nothing special uh, with this one here. Looking good, Brett. Looking good. Watching the pour. Excellent job. Excellent job. All right, what do you see on the eyes, my dude? Well, I see kind of a uh, brownish um, color. That's definitely from the rye malt. Do we want to use different terms like copper, maybe? Uh, that would be a good term to use, yes. <laughs> brownish? You know, talking about the uh, Crayola, Crayola versions, right? Yeah. A copper Crayola. Yeah, I don't think they've got the brownish Crayola. <laughs> Honestly, don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little copper hue to it, um, but light, like a light, lighter kind of copper. Yes, I agree um, with that. instead of like a, a deep, deep kind of uh, look to it. So I can Almost see where it might look uh, like a mixture between like an amber and a, a lager. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could see it. A little like, bit lighter than an amber, but a little darker than a lager. Yeah, I I I'd go uh, like a, a deep honey ale um, as well, kind of on the look. There's a, a little bit of that amber. Uh, um, Hue to it? Amber. You Amber know? hue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. What are you yes, picking quite. up on the nose there? Now, I should probably put it against my nose, shouldn't I? One thing I will say is that our noses might be a little off today because the ragweed season is still full in effect here. Uh, uh, until we get heard. that, Until we get that. that first frost. But uh, <laughs> You can definitely get the um, rye malt base mm-hmm. out of the top yeah, of this there. Yeah, very malty. Um, but uh, even maybe some like, um, let me get another swig here. I shouldn't say swig, sniff. Yeah, I was going to say you swig with your nose now. Um, yeah, there's some like deep caramel kind of yeah. um, notes caramel, to it. Almost like a... But that could be the rye like pepper. Barrel. Pepper? Yeah, like a black pepper. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Gotta go with that. I mean, I got a big nose and it's still trying to fight the, the ragweed, but I, I think I'm getting through it. See, cu- I got a small cut. nose and no ragweed hurting me, so... Well, then I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> that means if you smell pepper, then there must be pepper. Maybe. God, I hope so. <laughs> All right, why don't we uh, why don't we try it? Why yeah, let's don't we... test the theory and try it. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, go ahead and you uh, you drink first, and I'll I'll hold back a little bit here and wait to see what you got going on. Not bad. Okay, not bad at all. Okay, I'll drink. I'll let you get into this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that! On the swallow, mm-hmm. boom, goes the dynamite. Do you want to talk about the can? Yes, I will talk about the can. Um, so again, this is, I would say, probably their staple um, that they've had for many years. Um, so on the side, you have to tilt it a little bit, but it almost looks like the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Vehicle. Otherwise known as a station wagon. Yeah, otherwise known as a station yep. wagon, yes. Yep. I believe that is a boat on top. Uh, or some, some sort of not a kayak boat. or... There you go. Uh, you know, <laughs> some sort of adventurous thing that you put in the water. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a surfboard, maybe. Surfboard would also work. That's an adventurous thing that you would put in the water. Because you see the name of the beer? You're tied, yes. Yeah. I feel as though like, you'd be kind of... It's like they try to make it together, like an old-fashioned woody station wagon mm-hmm. with a surfboard on top to make the theme of the riptide come together. Yeah. See, I just think... How uh, do you do this? <laughs> How? It's a really difficult challenge for me. I just uh, don't understand how you can't look at this and put the, put the connection together. I'm not really good at puzzles. This is an image, and it's not even one of those Rorschachs. It's it's straight up. Yeah, yeah. So that's the can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet lord. 
Yeah, that's like oh yeah. oil is damn chair up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's coming through or not, but there's a little bit of uh, we gotta grease the wheels of uh, not only the station wagon but the uh, the chair that uh, Brett's in. Mind apparently. Who? Um, yeah, a good maltiness coming forward yes. on it. Um, I'm getting some of those deeper kind of like notes flavors to it, uh, which is good. There's nothing kind of like bright and opening it up. It is more of a rich flavor profile. So. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. And it does say on the can, it didn't have this on the uh, website, but on the can, uh, um, spicy fish tacos or whatever is on the barbecue or okay. some s'mores. Okay. Would go well with this. Yeah, uh, I could see that. But again, those are like like the deep, rich flavor. If you do yeah. a s'more with like a caramel in it. There is some mild citrus flavor kind of coming through it on the back end, I could say, though. It might be from just from the the hops that are used within here. Sure. That would be yeah. what I'm thinking. Okay. Right, right. Well, yeah. uh, thank you. Top five uh, flavor profiles. Let me go through them. Yes. Number please. one, multi. Uh, that would definitely be number one. Yeah. Again, I think that there's some of that richness coming through. Um, it's that maltiness, uh, which which is nice. Um, two, smooth. Goes down smooth. Yeah. No, say, yeah. No, uh, no complaints about the smoothness on this one. Yeah, it, it's smooth, especially for the rye <laughs> aspect, right? Like it is, it is pretty smooth, which is yes. nice. Um, three. Hoppy? Uh, yes. Maybe not as much. Uh, on the, they do have a hop level in their can. It says yeah. a three out of seven, I believe. Um, so kind of, again, not mild hoppiness, but it, you can definitely get it from there. Yeah. I think that's where that citrus is coming, a little bit of citrus coming Throw back. Throw back in. and just, okay, kind of the pale ale aspect of yes, it, if you will. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, four, sweet? Uh, a little bit, but not as much as what you think it would be. Okay. Uh, and then five, light. I'm not really getting light, you know. No, I think I don't it's think it light. it's it's a not a heavy beer, but again, because it's so rich in flavor, um, I, I wouldn't even classify it as light because that uh, that mouth feel that was described earlier, you you do get that here, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I that's how I describe it. Is that how you describe it? Yeah, it's just that's how that's how it feels. Is there's some stickiness to it again, okay. right? Like it it doesn't. Uh, which is good because it, I, I keep going back and I'll keep drinking it and mm-hmm. keep drinking it and, and then I'll clean my uh, palate out with uh, maybe a, a nice light lager or something after. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I could go with a water, but why would I do that? Well, I mean, you had a Coors Light. It's water anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. Okay, you're starting uh, to sound like Chris. Uh, maybe. Uh, so, oh, speaking of Chris. Yeah. Uh, he does have our first review. Uh, it's not Chris. It's on the podcast, so it's another Chris. So, Tyler, it take is. it away. Yeah, so through on Untapped, uh, Chris, the handle is Canuck Hophead. Uh, stated the following, toasted malt, grainy, some honey, dry, light sweetness, light alcohol aftertaste with some black pepper. Someone's like, you read this, Brent. Subtle <laughs> juniper, hint of butter and biscuit and a nice mouth feel. Definitely not getting that butter and biscuit. No, but I could try to see where they're trying to come from on that one. Uh, 4.25 out of 5. I guess there's maybe like some biscuit breadiness to it. Uh, maybe come through the malts, but... Um, I'm getting very more of a, a, a caramel kind of aspect, um, mm. and that's tied to the rye, I think, too. Yes, and yes, that's so. where you're going to get some of that breadiness feeling is is based on the the the, um, the addition of that rye. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Um, so my review comes from Tim Jane. His handle is Tim underscore Jansen. This uh, different, but we'll say getting a hint of peanut butter for some reason, but it has a good mix of malt and hops and a 4.25 out of five. Uh, I am not getting peanut butter to this one. Nor am I. Uh, I don't know where, we, where that's coming from, but uh, I mean, all on you. We all are entitled to our own opinions, so uh, 
There it is. It's true. Yeah. All right. Enough of them and back to us. My favorite part. Um, let's start our ratings off. And to do that, I will go first. Um, I'm going to go with a, a three. Um, yeah. I don't think I need to explain it. Okay. Good. And uh, with Chris, a 3.5. So thanks, Chris. Would you like to explain Chris? <laughs> yeah. Chris thinks that it's got some good depth to it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll speak for Chris <laughs> any go. day of the week. <laughs> I figured you would. Uh, so I've had this only uh, once, and it was in a taster, and I gave it a 3.75. Having Going through the full actual can of it, my rating is going to go a little lower. It's going to go to a 3.5. Okay. Uh, producer Chad over there giving it a 2.75. So Mathematique, Tyler. Yeah, so that is going to give us an overall score for Untapped of 3.1875. We can go up with her. Um, I you would choose go to it? go up with that. Yes, you math would check out to go up to three point five. It's Chad's over here doing the math. This this might be a Chad moment here. Come on, Chad. Oh, we got a little subtle head nod. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he didn't trust you. He didn't trust you, which is totally fair. I wouldn't. But tr- I trusted myself with that, and that's what matters. Uh, I love that. All right, that's uh, enough of beer number one. Let's move on to beer number two. All right, we're back with beer number two. That we are. And this one, again, is a episode for Chad. Yes. I think we have to keep saying that, at least during every segment. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is an episode for Chad. Uh, as such, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned that Chad's the first repeat producer. Correct, yes. Would you almost call it a flashback? I would. Well, that's why we are on to the second beer called Flashback. This is an American weed-style beer. 45 uh, percent uh, ABV and 23 IBUs. Is there any discrepancy with this one, Chad? Uh, yes, I will tell you right now. Oh, the ABV is the same. However, the IBUs is 15 on the can. On the can. Yes. True that. True that. All right, Brett, tell us what we may be in store for. So this beer is a light, refreshing, different take on your prototypical wheat beer. Tropical fruit in the nose and flavor paired perfectly with the slight tartness from the rhubarb, which is locally sourced from Watford. This is a smooth. And one of my most favorite words, quaffable beer. That doesn't surprise me that that would be one yeah. of your favorite words. I mean, there's not many words that start with a Q and are long. But quaffable. It's true. I mean, if we're playing Scrabble, if you had the letters quaffable, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Able might be on there. And if yeah. you got quaff. Yeah. That's, imagine that with a triple word score. Uh, Boom. Done. You, yeah. I think game over. I'd throw the board across uh, the Yeah, I would be upset too. No, no. If I got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I threw down quaffable. Yeah, mic drop. I'm chucking that board. Yeah. Like, as, as you should. Nobody can win for that. <laughs> All right. Untapped Flashback has a rating of 3.5 out of 5 with over 3,800 check-ins. Mm-hmm. We now actually beat our last one in terms of our friends having this beer. Correct. So must, people must like their wheats. It's true. Uh, 50 of our friends have had this with an average rating of 3.65 out of 5, which is actually the 0.15 higher than the 3 to 5 on the average. 59.5 out of 5s. Not bingo, bad. Bango, bango, Not bad. All right. Let's grab our cans and our rather large glass. And let's open her up. Very good, very good. As we pour this beer, we will be drinking this out of a large Hefeweizen glass, um, traditional four-weed beers. And we've seen this on, uh, actually, I believe it was our last uh, episode there. That is correct. We didn't have a wheat beer last Very good, very good head retention on this one here. 
Um, not too shabby at all. I got a little bit here. I think this will see a little bit of lacing on it, um, yes. especially with the Hefeweizen glass, just based off the general body of the glass. Um, I think as we drink through it, there'll be more of a um, lacing, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. A big fluffy head. Absolutely, with yes. With a, a little bit of a vigor pour. Yeah, you like to see that, obviously, off here, wheat beers. Um, almost looks like a, a Belgian, or I should say a blue moon now. It's not a Belgian moon anymore. Looks like a blue moon uh, to me in terms of the glass. It's not, it's not Belgian. No. It's blue. It's blue moon, yeah. So they're allowed to go back to the naming rights of blue? Yeah, that happened like last year. Oh, well, there you go. I, I knew You've been to a restaurant and you say, hey, I guess you don't want no, a Belgian moon at a restaurant, but... Uh, no, I would. But, uh, well, they'd be like, huh, what's that? Because there's some naming rights issues yes. with uh, the word blue. Yes, no, um, it is blue moon now. In terms of beer. So a little bit of history on that, I guess, yes. is that uh, La Black Blue was not uh, allowing anybody to use the word blue for uh, beer. Now they do. There we go. So, something must have expired. <sighs> All right, what are you getting on the color here? Traditional kind of wheat beer uh, coloring. Um, yeah, I already went through that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know. You want to say if you want to go through I, that. I haven't. See, the thing is, is I'm whole mind to the light where your big body's blocking your, uh, your color. That so is correct. You got yes. no light coming through. That is what it is. It, I use it, my own light. That's good. It's got very Five Alive-esque in the uh, yeah, the, the, the wise and last, which is nice. But yeah. Good, oh, look at good, good, Chad's head retention over there. Good look fluffy that. head on his. Oh, almost bad. looks like he's out of Das Boot. <laughs> it does. It's not. <laughs> no, it's a half wise glass yeah, as well. exactly. Which is nice. Um, all right. Why don't we drink it? I think we should get into her. Absolutely. Please be Hello? my guest. So this is a rhubarb wheat ale. So mm-hmm. we're looking for some of that rhubarb to come through. I'm not a huge fan of rhubarb myself. Me neither, but you can definitely tell the rhubarb is coming through there. Okay. Um, the one thing that you normally get in wheat beers um, is that like kind of clove or banana-esque. You're not getting that uh, through here. The rhubarb is kind of a little bit uh, taking away. You got something in your mouth there? Mm-hmm, yeah. Besides mm-hmm. the beer, obviously. Yeah. Interesting. What do you think? Um, wheat beer for sure. Rhubarb for sure. Anything it's, else? It's refreshing. That's good. Yeah. Uh, a little cool. Good carbonation on it, um, which is nice to see. But yeah, yeah, not, really getting, beer, yeah. not really getting any of the, the, the cloviness as you described. Mm-hmm. Um, on the nose, I was getting the very wheat ale kind of aspect mm-hmm. of it, which is, which is good. Um, the hop level of this one and, uh, is, is one, one out of seven? One out of seven, yeah. Citra hops are used in this one. Yeah, uh, you can and, you can taste that and cold pressed rhubarb juice. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the the citra hops is coming through. Mm. Like I, I can I can definitely taste and that. And they uh, say that you should uh, have this with grilled shrimp, again smoked chicken, or anything on the barbecue. Yes, nachos, or some sharp cheeses. Okay. Maybe you got like a nice charcuterie board would be uh, lovely, perhaps with this one. Sure. Now, Brett, as you're going through some of the stuff on the can, what what do you see here? Uh, I believe I see like an hourglass. Very good. With, uh, <laughs> time kind of being symmetrical because you're trying to, you know, equal it out, perhaps. Sure. Yeah. Well, let you. I was waiting for you to say lava lamp for some reason. I figured. I mean, you know, technically, it does look like a good lava lamp. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's do. The five flavor profiles. Brett, why don't, you, why don't you do these ones? Number one is light. You think this one drinks light? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, subtle. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily subtle because the rhubarb comes through really up front. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think it'd be 
too subtle. I think it's 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 there and it's throughout. I think it's one of those things where there's subtle rhubarb, subtle citra hop. You know, it's just kind of everything's subtle. There's nothing over overpowering about anything, right? Okay. Uh, number three, tart. Um, not really, and I think maybe because the the rhubarbs you use, you usually see like a rhubarb also used in in like a sour, mm-hmm. um, or like a or a goza, but in that kind of field. I don't really think this is, is too tart. And I think that comes down to some of that citrus kind of balancing it out. Um, is it's, it's not really tart at all. It's, it's mellow. And the base being a wheat uh, beer as well, is it's, it's not overpowering. Okay. Number four, sweet. Nah, not, not overly for it me. Yeah, it doesn't have much sweetness no. to it. And number five, sour. Uh, same comments that I use for number three yeah. for tart. Okay. Uh, producer Chad coming in here with a rhubarb, refreshing, banana, clove, citrus, Obviously, I'm not getting that banana or the clove. Refreshing? Yeah, I can see yeah, this I, being, uh, I would refre- put refreshing, refreshing in there yep. or the rhubarb. Yep. Like, call, call the fruit what it is. Or it's kind of funny that when you have a rhubarb weed ale and you don't have the fruit that it's based off of in your top five flavor profiles. But, yeah. I mean, is rhubarb is, even a fruit? I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't even know where it would fall under. A vegetable? Chad, look that up, would yeah. you? Um, what, well, because it's a plant, right? It's a root of a plant. Yeah. Like um, yeah, I mean, all I know is about rhubarb is, you know, I'm sure somebody named Barb makes it. That's about all I got. I really don't know. Is that it? I think so. It has to be somebody named Barb that has to make the rhubarb. It's like a collab between RuPaul and (laughs) (laughs) and a girl named Barb. And a Barb. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Anyway. Barbie. Rhubarbie. Rhubarbie. That's, that, I guarantee there's going to be a beer called Rhubarbie. Yes. And it's going to be a rhubarb beer. It just makes sense now. Kind of capitalize. I think we've on tried to buy enough RuPaul's time for Drag Race and Barbie at the same time. It makes sense. Yeah, I think we've tried to buy enough time here for uh, producer Chad, uh, and he is coming in with the uh, belongs to the buck buckwheat family. family. Okay. Ah, so it makes sense. Rhubarb with the wheat. Could have just called it a buckwheat <laughs> ale. So it's a herb, uh, herbaceous perennial. Okay. Oh, nice. Well, there we go. Now, now I know more about rhubarb than I needed to. Uh, you can stop now. It's yeah. Fine. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. There you go. Yeah. No, he's, st- he's still going here. He is. All right. We're going to go to our thoughts from the untapped users. Yes. What do you got? So the first one comes from Stacy M and their handle is Stacy Morrison 6032 with a couple underscores in there. Uh, one of the nicest light wheat beers I have ever tried. And she rated a 3.75 out of five. Very good. David M. Bookie on on. Mm-hmm. Bookie on on. The tartness of the rhubarb is very subtle. A light, refreshing wheat beer rated a three and a half out of five. Okay. So for this one, um, I'm going to go where Stacy was and not where David was. And I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of five. Chris liked the beer so much that he gave it a 4.25 out of five. I will not speak for Chris in regards to this beer, except for the fact that he gave it a 4.25. Very good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it a 3.75 as well. Very well done, especially for rhubarb. I'm not a huge fan of rhubarb, but uh, it is quite pleasant. Yes. And producer Chad is also going to give it a 3.75. So three 3.75s and the 4.25 from Chris. Bro, what's that going to give us? That gives us 3.875. So do you round up or round down? I'm going to choose up because technically the math does put it a little bit to the point where it goes to a 4. Versus a 3.75. All right. That's fine. Okay. So that concludes the review of Fork Rivers and the beers provided. Very nice. For today's uh, episode. N- <laughs> How get uh, in there? For today's episode. For today's Just episode. Just today's. There you go. Uh, up next, we're going to be discussing our favorite Chad <laughs> moments. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so, all right, producer Chad, you know, yep. taking time with his busy schedule. So busy. This guy to, is uh, pretty busy. Yeah, we can only really get him between like August and September. Yeah, to, come back. to come back. Um, it's the only so, time. Um, he's getting married next weekend. On the episode, obviously on the release date of this episode, next weekend. Um, so it's only fitting that we discuss our most favorite personal moments with this producer. Oof. Right? We, we didn't get Chris's added in here, probably for good reason. Yeah. Uh, I'm Tumultuous s- relationship. <laughs> yeah, really back and forth, really. Uh, <laughs> kind of like this chair I'm sitting in currently. Uh, anyway, um... I guess you want me to start. Do you want to take this one for start? I, I, I introduced yeah. the whole thing. Do you want to take the first little bit of it? Or no? <laughs> you did. However, yeah, I, I mean, know, I know. As the introduction, the way that it would normally go would be that you would go first. I would. Yeah. So you know, I'll go Do, first. Are we going to ask Chad for his, his favorite moments of himself? I don't think so. I think we should. Well, maybe we should. Yes. Actually, you know what? if you could just type in there, what's your favorite moments of yourself? Yeah. What do you like That'll about be yourself? Really appreciated. Yeah, put that in. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. Uh, I'm going to start with two things, and I'm just going to say words. Are you going to, are you going to come in hot and heavy, or are you going to kind of ease into it? Because uh, that's going to no, be no, based on go, what I do. I'm going to say uh, two words, Okay. and then we can kind of figure out uh, moments that were uh, good from that. Uh, one, Canadian, right? Music in the fields. Back in the day, in, oh God, no, 2013. Yeah, it was. That was a long time ago. We had a few beers since then. 2012, 2013, 2013. yeah. And uh, Megabed. Now you're bad. Because who doesn't like to, uh, um, let's just say, sleep with the producer? Sure. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to describe this because recently after a ball game, some of the guys were like, well, what if you just talk about inside stuff and then all your listeners have no idea? So you now have to describe I, I guess you're right. So uh, in terms of a Canadian, um, Amusing the Fields 2013, whatever year it was. Yeah, um, Us three, actually, along with uh, two other people. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe there was a Joey Votto jersey being worn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, a big shout out saying, Canadian, because it was from Jay on Wright and Dana O'Toole on Sports Center. Yeah. Um, so I think I've heard producer Chad say Canadian about 75 times in a five minute uh, sure. spiel. And what about your mega bed? Mega bed. So this actually happened at your old house. That was the origination of it. And I think it was actually the same year as well. Uh, we would go down to um, you know a local bar, if you will. In, in Stratford. Makes me wonder if he mega bed before us. I feel like we weren't he the first mega bed. He could have mega bed with somebody else before that. I don't know. Um, do you think my, he mega beds? Do you mega? My, hey, Chad, do you still mega bed? No. It was my first mega bed experience. I don't know if it was his first mega bed experience. I don't know. We've mega bed since, by all means. But um, yes, no, it was one of those things where um, we'd be at your house after uh, visiting a bar. And, you know, you um, did not have the friendly confines of a spare bedroom. So we had to make our own. We made a bed bed. with uh, some uh, couch cushions and other, you know, avenues that we could possibly use, Um, and just see how many people we could fit in there. Normally it was two. It was just Chad and myself. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you came in and jumped on us and joined. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. true. And then we kicked you off immediately. So do we mega bed in the in my new place then? I think that, so. I think uh, that's going to be a producer special. We're going to bring Chad back again and do like a, a lie from the bed. (laughs) <laughs> we should do that live from the bell Chris yeah. may join for that one yes <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> a bring him back, back for sure alright we'll see if we can do a, a mega bed with, with Chris yes and producer Chad 
Chad will have to wear a, a mask or something. <laughs> and we'll do that's one thing we talked about is doing uh some, some video recordings when we get into the new place. Yeah, I think like a nice little round table action and you can just have like a GoPro on every side, you'd be good to go, right? And they just connect it, it'd be great. Yeah, if you're opening the budget up. Absolutely not. Anyway. I'll, I'll be happy to discuss it. Um, all right. I guess on to, to me, one of the, my favorite moments uh, with with Chad was uh, Frankenmuth. I mean, we spent a lot of time playing playing ball um, together and down in Frankenmuth. And um, this one, I mean, is moral of the story is we ended up with this massive dragon, which became our mascot for a ball team for a bit, unofficially. Uh, Puff the Magic Dragon and... Over uh, the Big Blue Sea and that Big Blue Sea being the Blue Water Bridge. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, all the way back. So, uh, yeah, it was it was just a funny kind of bonding moment that I think anybody who is part of that yep. holds holds uh, kind of true to yeah, their heart. So. Uh, Chad, your favorite moments of yourself? Uh, that, there are none. So okay. Far. None so far. Anything else? Uh, no, I think uh, at the end of the day, we're... Uh, you have fine. nothing else? No, I'm just going to say, of course I have a lot of them, but we... We'd, we'd, tons be, of time. we'd be going to like, you know, an hour and a half. Right? Oh, I've got more. I Okay. Well, you know, okay. Um, I was just going to want and done this thing. My, my uh, actually, I should say my most recent favorite Chad moment uh, comes from the date, I believe it would have been your birthday, perhaps, last year. Mm-kay. It's not your favorite moment by any stretch of the imagination. You're going to tell But it's, it's one of mine. A very similar story <laughs> yeah. that I think I was going to tell. Um, so we, uh, the six of us, so myself, Tyler, Chad, and our significant others. All went to see Luke Combs mm-hmm. and Riley Green and whoever the opener was uh, at Budweiser Gardens. And, uh, you know, I think Chad had a rough day at work. It was nice. Uh, I think we hugged it out for an extended period of time. It was uh, just doing like one of those little like sways. Yeah. Like, you know, we should have yeah. just had our flashlights up and just going. And this is to like, you know, Luke Combs saying when it rains, it pours. Oh. Like, it's not like it's, you know, like. Beautiful. A, yeah, it's a great song that I don't think you are like standing like. We were. But we were. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll just say it this way is that we've had a lot of good memories and good times. And some we remember and some we don't. Yes. And uh, obviously we're going to keep rolling on with that. And uh, we are happy for you that you are, uh, it finally popped the question. It was like a long damn time, but uh, we uh, can't wait for it. It's going to be a lovely day. And, yeah, now uh, we're gonna have him. We're gonna have him back, though, right? Oh yeah, we're gonna have him back. So next next week we're still having chat. Ah, back. but I'm just gonna. Really I'm trying to sell it up, you know. No, you know, let's to get there. But uh, That's true. yes, no, we uh, um, we appreciate everything you've done for us, and I assume it's uh, that uh, feeling is reciprocated as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, best best of luck in the uh, married life. Go right? get married, kid. Yes, you go get him, pal. All right, we'll be right back. Our farewell. All right, that's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our uh, Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite Canadian. (laughs) So from all of us and producer Chad and Chris, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett, and together we are the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.